Hello and welcome to the Hope and Coffee podcast, episode 21 of season 6, with me, Rob Linzel. And today we're going to start by looking at Judges, chapter 7, verse 7. Judges, chapter 7, verse 7, as taken from the NIV translation. The Lord said to Gideon, With the three hundred men that have lapped, I will save you, and give the Midianites into your hands. Let all the others go home. In Rocky IV, we see Dolph Lundgren play a Russian boxer named Ivan Drago. Although, if I'm going to be slightly more accurate than that, it was set in the Soviet Union back then. Issuing a challenge to beat Drago, the former world champion Apollo Creed comes out of retirement for an exhibition match. But spectacle and showboating by Creed is turned to disaster by Drago, who puts Creed in the hospital, where he then dies. So Rocky, Sylvester Stallone, then finally agrees to face the Russian monster on his home soil, where Rocky is given a remote cabin to train. Of course, there's the usual training montage with music, and in this case, it's the song Burning Heart by Survivor. It's a great song, but it's the second verse that really jumped out at me. And it says, Deep in our soul, a quiet ember knows it's you against you, it's the paradox that drives us on. It's a battle of wills in the heat of attack. It's the passion that kills. The victory is yours alone. Now this really speaks to me. It's pretty powerful stuff. But the line that jumps out is, knows it's you against you. You see, more often than not, what stops us isn't others. It's ourselves. There is a constant internal struggle. You against you. But who will win? And therein lies the paradox. No matter the outcome of the internal struggle, only you win or lose. But let's pause here to return to scripture. And let's look at James chapter 4 verses 1 and 2. James chapter 4 verses 1 and 2 as taken from the NIV translation. What causes fights and quarrels among you? Don't they come from your desires that battle within you? You desire, but do not have, so you kill. You covet, but you cannot get what you want, so you quarrel and fight. You do not have, because you do not ask God. If you were to read all of Judges 7, you will find that Gideon was leading an army of around 35,000 men against what was a Midianite army of vastly superior numbers. Now I don't actually think it says in scripture in any of the translations but when I was looking into this I read somewhere that the Midianite army numbered somewhere in the region of about 135,000 men. But God told Gideon in verse 2 that he had too many warriors so those numbers are thinned as 22,000 men leave when given the option to go. Now that left 10 to 12,000 men and yet God says there are still too many in verse 4. And so another thinning process takes place. And so in verses 6 and 7 we find that Gideon 
who, remember, was already vastly outnumbered when he had 35,000 men, is left with just 300. 300 men against an army that vastly outnumbered the original 35,000. Those are some pretty big odds stacked against Gideon. And yet Gideon and his 300 men were victorious, for nothing is impossible with God. When we face the insurmountable, God can overcome. Yet if we look at James chapter 4 verses 1 and 2, we see things differently. Our biggest problems aren't the external ones we face. It's not the insurmountable odds of a larger army or the seemingly invincible Russian fighting machine in the form of Drago, who Rocky faces. No, our greatest battles are always within. As Rocky says, it ain't about how hard you hit, it's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. How much you can take and keep moving forward. That's how winning is done. Now if you know what you're worth, then go out and get what you're worth. But you've got to be willing to take the hits. And not pointing fingers saying you ain't where you want to be because of him or her or anybody. Now that speech is taken from the sixth Rocky film, Rocky Balboa, when he's talking to his son. However, before I move on, let's pause again to look at God's word. And let's look at 2 Timothy chapter 1 verse 7. 2 Timothy chapter 1 verse 7. That's taken from the ESV translation. For God gave us a spirit not of fear, but of power and love and self-control. So if we return a moment to James 4, where the question is, what causes quarrels and what causes fights among you? Where the answer, in the form of a question, is, is it not this, that your passions are at war within you? In other words, it's that internal struggle that causes the main problem for us. Because as the examples in James goes on to describe, you desire and do not have, so you murder. You covet and cannot obtain, so you quarrel. You do not have because you do not ask. We allow inner conflict to blind us to the truth. We need God. As Rocky's speech puts it, we tend to blame others when really it's on us. In the case of Rocky's speech, he is talking about life hitting us, which of course it does. But then we tend to beat ourselves up too. Why? Because we do not know our worth. And when we look at the circumstances that Gideon finds himself in, 300 men against a hugely superior number, we start to see two things how amazing God is, and that it's not about brute strength and numbers. It's like Rocky says, it ain't about how hard you hit, it's about how hard you can be hit and keep moving forward. The key to what that says is keep moving forward. Even when faced with the seemingly impossible, with insurmountable odds, God is on our side. And yet the war within us wages on, our inner voices, our own worst enemy. It is so often our own self-doubt that holds us back, 
rather than an inability to do things. After all, we know from one of my favourite verses, Philippians chapter 4 verse 13, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Yet we tend to doubt our self-worth. Let's pause again to look at Romans chapter 5 verse 8. Romans chapter 5 verse 8. That's taken from the ESV translation. But God shows his love for us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. So how much are you and I worth? Well, we only need to turn to the writings of Paul and this one short verse to find out. But God shows his love for us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. That is how much you and I are worth. We are worth so much that Christ died for us. We can do nothing to earn God's love or forgiveness. We are sinners by our very nature, so God gave his only son. And it is this truth that should boost our sense of self-worth and give us strength. So when the war inside us wages on and we have become our own worst enemy, we should remember Romans chapter 5 verse 8. Remember our worth. But we should also remember Hebrews chapter 4 verse 16, which says, Let us then with confidence draw near to the throne of grace, that we may receive mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Draw near with confidence. God has confidence in us. He set us apart to serve him in ways only we can serve. And we are never given more than we can handle. God knows our strength and is our strength in times of need. Like for Gideon and the 300 facing certain death at the hands of an army that outnumbered them, probably 450 to 1. Yet with God on their side, victory was theirs. They faced the odds knowing God was with them. As we all know, it only takes faith as small as a mustard seed, and we can move mountains. So why is it, when God created us to serve, do we have so much doubt and conflict within? Well, I suggest we pause one last time to return to God's word, and look at 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 10. 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 10, as taken from the NIV translation. That is why, for Christ's sake, I delight in weakness, in insults, in hardships, in persecutions, in difficulties. For when I am weak, then I am strong. The answer we seek lies within this verse from Paul's letter to Corinth. For it is in our weakness that God shows his strength. Only when we are weak do we truly surrender to God. So let's bring this episode full circle. At the start, I looked at the words to Burning Heart by Survivor. Deep in our soul, a quiet ember knows it's you against you. It's the paradox that drives us on. It's a battle of wills in the heat of attack. It's the passion that kills. The victory is yours alone. When I hear this song, when I listen to the words and I consider their meaning, I am left with the following thoughts. 
that so often I talk myself out of something, I battle within. And yet it can also be a battle of wills, my will versus God's will. It is quite often my passion that kills. My passion to do what I want to do, over doing what God asks me to do. But ultimately, the final line that I looked at, the victory is yours alone, is so true. Not only will God get us where we need to be, one way or another, when we fight a battle, God guides us into battle. And no matter how insurmountable the odds seem, the victory belongs to him. Which, as I bring this episode of Hope and Coffee to a close, brings us back to Rocky. It ain't about how hard you hit. It's about how hard you can be hit and still keep moving forward. Ultimately, it's not about our power, but God's. When we are knocked down, God picks us up and puts us back on track. So when we're not where we want to be, let's not blame others or blame God, but rather let's know our worth and keep moving forward, confident that God is with us. Let us pray. Father God, as I finish this episode of Hope and Coffee, I just want to thank you that when I am at my weakest, that is when you are at your strongest. And Father God, I just pray that as the battle wages within me, as the battle rages inside all of us, that we would surrender to you in those moments of weakness, in those moments of fear, in all those hard times, in all the persecution, when we feel weak, may we truly surrender to you and let you in. Father God, I pray for myself and for my brothers and sisters in Christ that we would have confidence in you. That we would have confidence to know that whatever is going on in our lives, the victory belongs to you if we are obeying you. So Father God, I pray that you would help us to live for you, that we would stop battling ourselves within and just surrender. Help us to surrender to your will and live our lives the way you have them planned, for the purpose you have planned. In Jesus' name, Amen.